Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where our mission is to serve and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. This episode, I want to talk about the stock market and something that is so very dangerous that people have been doing so much of lately, doing what's called borrowing on margin. I'll explain. I also have a story about my own holiday shopping experience. And who's winning the supply chain game? Uh, Well, we're not winning the supply chain game as consumers, but I'll tell you how it's playing out. So margin is something that anyone who's listened to me for however many years, one year, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years or more, because I've been at this a long time, has always heard me be, One note, Clark, on margin. I am not a fan of margin. Or margarine. Or margarine. I actually (laughs) use real butter. Good. Margarine and margin are bad for you. Yeah, but real butter is not expensive if you buy it at Aldi or Lidl. Anyway, I digress. Margarine. Margin. Sorry. You did that to me, Chris. I'm sorry. So margin is when you borrow against stocks that you buy to then be able to buy more stocks. It's a huge profit center for the brokerages where they lend you money at typically seven times their cost of that money. So it, they love it when you buy things on margins. This is what how it plays. So let's say you want to buy a stock and you buy 100 shares. Well, with margin you can buy 200 shares because you can borrow half the value of what you're buying and double your bet. And key emphasis on bet because you're then going from being an investor to beyond speculator to a gambler because if the market goes up, you are doubling your return almost, after you pay the interest for the margin. But what happens if the market goes down? You are given minutes or hours to meet what's called a margin call because now you don't have enough money in value of the shares to cover the amount you borrowed. And so you get hit with a margin call. And that means you immediately have to come up with cash or the brokerage does a sell-through. They sell out your positions at the loss that the market has fallen to. So margin is beautiful on the way up 
and beyond ugly on the way down. And so we've had, uh, with fits and starts, we've had 12 years of a market rise. And what happens over time is people lose their cautiousness. One of the industry regulatory bodies, FINRA, says that the amount of money that people have borrowed on margin is right around $1 trillion. Not a single individual, but I mean collectively, investors, a trillion dollars. This is a recipe for personal financial disaster. Because when the market turns, you didn't hear me say if the market turns, stock markets go up and down, up and down. Over time, over the long haul, they go up. But the risk with margin is you don't know when that turn is. And if you get your positions wiped out in part or in whole, you don't have the money anymore for the long-term gain that the market offers. This is a case that there's another Wall Street expression, pigs get rich, hogs get slaughtered. That when you get too hog wild in (laughs) investing, when you take too much risk, the reward is not worth it. Because when the market does inevitably have its downturns, it's magnified for you. Remember, you can double your money on the way up, but the risk on the way down is much greater. Please, hear me on this. And this is one of those things, it's kind of like talking to the wall, to people that are doing this. It's kind of like back in 2003, 4, 5, 6, when I was really freaking out about what was going on in the housing market, and people didn't want to hear it. I hope that you'll hear me on this and protect yourself moving forward. Because investing involves risk, but risk that's worth the reward over time. Speculating or gambling, to me, is a risk level in investing not worth it. Okay, this question is from Alan in Florida. What, From what I'm seeing about the rise of oil and gas, the countries around the world are ending the production and going green. Do you see this as an emergency for consumers to sell their gas-burning automobiles as quickly as possible? I'm thinking of selling everything I have and buying EV soon. Alan, there are longer-term implications with the fact that uh, people are becoming more afraid of doing oil and gas exploration. And we're in this race against a clock as vehicle fleets move steadily towards electric, that we have adequate supplies and reliable supplies of oil and gas. And there's going to be some messiness along the way. There are, in some countries, uh, political forces that are limiting exploration. We in the United States have been on a very different tack. We've done a great job reducing our dependence on foreign oil suppliers and foreign energy suppliers. Uh, The people in the oil industry and gas industry have done an incredible job making us a powerhouse again in the world in production of energy. But the overall picture around the world is banks are more reluctant to lend for energy exploration. 
doesn't affect existing supplies, but you have to continually replace those supplies. And so you have this race we're in where in the United States, only 2% of vehicles being bought right now are electric. In China, it's 20%. And they're moving as fast as they can to 100%. In Europe, they're at about 11 or 12% of vehicles purchased are electric. They are much further along the path than us in both China and in Europe. The difference for us in the United States is we have these vast areas of land, a lot of which are sparsely populated, and there are a lot of people who drive very long distances who were not there yet for infrastructure for electric in the United States. We are going to move slower than the rest of the world with this, which means, yes, we are more exposed to what's going to happen with exploration and production of oil and gas because we are going to have a lower percent of our fleet that is electrified than other places in the world. But I wouldn't say you get rid of your vehicle because of potential disruptions because they will be temporary as they happen. And you don't want to make a huge financial change in your life unless you're in a cycle where it's a natural cycle to replace the vehicle you have. And then a next vehicle with all the new electric models coming out, buying electric next makes a lot of sense. This is from Matt in California. I've been putting my retirement in target funds for a few different years since I don't know when I'll retire. They've done well, but I was told by a financial advisor that they're not a good investment, especially after you retire and need your money to keep growing. What do you think? So Matt, uh, I respectfully, strongly disagree with the financial advisor you talked to. If you look under the hood of the really respected target date funds from the three big sellers of target date funds, which are uh, really Vanguard, I should say two, Vanguard and Fidelity are much bigger in this category than other players, you'll see that even when you hit your expected target date, you are still very heavily remaining invested in stock type choices for years and years to come after that target date that you have achieved. So they know this with target date funds, that the day you retire, you may live another 30, 35 years. So you can't just go into a bunker with savings accounts. You have to continue to invest in target date funds properly constructed do that and have very low expenses and the tax treatment is very favorable on money coming out of target date funds. And so I would feel really comfortable with you continuing in the target date funds. You don't state what the financial advisor was saying you should do instead of the target date funds. I hope that this person does not use cuss words with customers, did not use the word annuity at any point. This is from Rod in Nevada. Capital One has just informed me that they will no longer handle my Roth IRA and will be moving it to a trust company. Is this a good company or should I move it to one of your three preferred companies? So I'm not going to speak to the company that Capital One is moving its customers to. I'm not going to cast aspersions on them, but you will find that your uh, retirement account will be much better for you to have at Schwab, Vanguard, or Fidelity because 
their costs on their Roth IRA investment choices are so unbelievably low that your money will be working for you and not for some advisor or organization. So I would use this as an opportunity with you being kicked out to go to one of my favorite children to handle your Roth IRA moving forward. And straight ahead, I have a crazy story to tell you about what's going on with particularly click and collect and the various ways that retailers are adjusting to how to fight back against Amazon. And it's not just about being cheaper than Amazon. There are cases where they're now trying to be better than Amazon. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate Cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks and automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. I bought a very, very expensive gift for myself. With the Black Friday holiday weekend deals, and actually the one I bought, it was holiday week deal. I fly a lot, and I bought these... Uh, noise cancellation headphones that were recommended by Consumer Reports. This is Consumer Reports Best Buy. And I decided, no offense to anybody who has hard of hearing, but that whoever the testers were at Consumer Reports <laughs> could not hear because I go on a flight with these things and I'm like, did I really turn on the noise cancellation? Uh-huh. And I had the manual with me and I check and yeah, it was on. They were terrible. Mm-hmm. They were only $50, which is great for noise cancellation headphones. But it would be nice if they were noise cancellation that actually worked. So I was like, okay, I just fly too much for because I'm back to flying all the time again to have a crummy pair of headphones. I don't want when I land to have that hum in my ears for a couple hours. Do you ever get that? Yeah. after being on the drone of the airplane. So noise cancel headphones, for some reason, seem to eliminate that for me. So this time I go, look, what's the highest rated? Bose. And it was Bose, which is $299. Listen, you do not have to explain yourself. You I, could afford this. 
It is okay. No, it's not okay. So I wouldn't buy them. What? They were 300 bucks. But then comes along Black Friday week, Target and Amazon put them on sale for 179 Okay. And Bose puts them on sale direct for 199 So now I'm starting, I'm still paying what much more than I'd like. But then Target, we have the red cards. That was another 5% off. And for some reason, I had a $5 in my red card kind of app. I had a $5 electronic coupon. So I buy it from Target. And then on Black Friday itself, I'm like, am I this much an idiot? I'm going to go to Target and pick these things up on Black Friday. What a bad idea. Well, it turns out Black Friday was pretty much a bust this year because the sales have been spread out so much that the stores were not crowded on Black Friday like in prior years. But I digress. On the app, you tell them you're on the way. Because I set it up for store pickup. It was an online-only thing, but set up for store pickup. So I click on the way, and I drive to the Target, which is about 14 minutes from the house. And I get to the Target, and I am pull into a space, and I'm getting ready on the app to say what space I'm in. And I notice a presence. <laughs> and I look over to the left, and there's somebody there standing with my headphones. Wow. And I put the window down and I said, I haven't even put in my space number yet. He said, well, I need you to put in the space number so I can have your code that proves it's you. So I do that, show the code. And I said, how did you do that? He said, well, when you click on the way, we track you driving the store. Apparently, I gave permission in the the app. app. And they watched me pull in the parking lot, saw which space I walked into, and handed me the item. Wow. So So how much were these headphones in the end? Oh, one uh let's see. One sixty five. Dude, you, you this is not a confession. This is a It is a, a confession. Brag. This is congratulations. You no, got no, a no, great no. deal. Okay, so they are incredible. Yeah, they're I you flew go. with them over the holiday weekend and they were great. So but I'm always willing to accept lower quality for a lower <laughs> price. And that didn't work this time, Consumer Reports. So, (laughs) you see, I didn't throw Consumer Reports out the window. I then went and looked what they said was best and bought these bows. But the thing is, I know you are hearing this story and you'll think, hey, last time I went to Target and I went to do uh, curbside pickup, I waited 18 minutes or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's a work in progress with Target and any other retailer that's doing click and collect where you order online, either pick up in the store or pick up curbside. You know, over time, I've seen Aldi get more and more sophisticated with grocery pickup where you order online in Aldi because of their pricing model. You pay more to order online than you do if you go shop in the store yourself. But they're fantastic at it. They do the same thing. You click, you're on the way, and they're walking out the door with the groceries as you pull in. And that's what people are going to expect, not just as a, can you believe it, but that that becomes routine. The other thing is the price trends are clear as could be. I talked about this leading up to 
the holiday month, you know, the Black Friday holiday month of November. It's now over. Price is going to be higher the rest of the way to Christmas. But Amazon has become steadily more expensive to shop at. Amazon is a convenience retailer now. Amazon built its market share, built up the Prime memberships by losing money, selling things below their actual cost of delivering the goods, and they're not doing that anymore. And so Amazon has a strategic number of items, and they hold it close to the vest that are common items that people buy regularly and frequently and kind of know the prices of, that Amazon is very price competitive on, maybe even the cheapest on those items. Everything else, you're paying for the convenience of being able to order at Amazon.com or order on their app and have that item come in two to four days or whatever it works out to be. I'll tell you something funny. I ordered something. I'm a Prime member till December 27th. When my year is up, this membership, I'm in a debate with my family whether we renew or not because we just don't order enough from Amazon. So I go and I order something the other day, and this is so funny, the delivery date comes back as between December 13th and December 27th, (laughs) the last day I'm a Prime member. How in the world does it take, because I ordered it in November, how does it take three to five weeks for an item to come in that said it was in stock? Is it like in a foreign country, you think? And it has I don't to get know. shipped here? Yeah, that might be it. I don't know. But anyway, the retailers face the Armageddon of Amazon, and they figured out how to do their business better than they've done it. Amazon, this is why I love competition. Amazon has made the survivors in retail better at what they do. And they're coming up with strategies like Walmart Plus, where you can have it delivered. You know, I told that story months ago about how I ordered this tube of toothpaste that my dental hygienist wanted me to try at Walmart.com, and it was at my house less than two hours later. (laughs) That's so crazy. And I'm like, how do they do this? Well, the Wall Street Journal just wrote a story about how Walmart is doing this, and they are trying to shock people who are Walmart Plus members, by paying like Uber drivers to deliver a single $2 item that Walmart loses a lot of money on that's almost like an advertising thing for them to say, hey, you're expecting that Amazon in two days. Look at this. We made it to you in 90 minutes. And they're willing to lose. I mean, they're a big company. Who knows how many tens of millions or hundreds of millions they're willing to lose to get in people's heads how they are at delivery. And speaking of Walmart, Walmart is stealing grocery market share like they never have in their history. The Walmart pricing in a time of inflation has become so much more ever-present in people's minds. And Walmart sales on the grocery side are going up, 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 and then tied in with the Walmart Plus and the delivery for people who want that. It's been a huge hit for Walmart, huge success. And Walmart has been more successful at supply chain than a lot of regional grocery stores. I was at Aldi 
buying groceries day before yesterday, and Lane texts me the list of what to buy. And several of the items were out of stock because the Aldi I go to is packed all the time. People are really responding to the higher prices in the marketplace for groceries by uh, looking at alternatives they may have turned their noses up at the past. And my Aldi is crowded all the time. I miss my Aldi being like a boutique that I could just go in and shop at. But people do respond to pricing and particularly times of inflation. The interesting thing about inflation is that the U.S. economy has shown great growth lately, but in surveys, the American people are miserable and very negative about the economy, all because people see when they go to the gas station, they see the higher price. When they go to buy whatever they buy in the supermarket or the retailer, they see the higher prices. And people automatically feel bad when they're in a time of inflation like we're in right now. All right, you want to get to some questions? Sure. This Sorry one. I went on so long about that stuff. I love the dynamics of retail, and that's People why I can't hear from shut you. up about No, it. it's the best. It's the best. I love it. It's like okay. me with carpet at the Sheets convenience yes, stores. Yes, yes. Somebody actually wrote in and said you need to do a whole episode on convenience stores. They want to hear more about your... Is this to help people with insomnia sleep? No, better? no. You do make it interesting. This is from Amy in Ohio. When my kids were little, it was not feasible to start a 529. My husband and I both come from poor families and were barely scraping by each month. I was the first person in my family to graduate from high school, let alone college. It took forever, but I finally paid off my college loans four years ago. Congratulations. Congrats. I'm trying to set up my kids better than I was. We have an 18 and 16-year-old. As of right now, we're able to pay out of pocket for our oldest tuition. But in two years, once they're both in college, I don't know if that'll be possible. I started a Fidelity GoFund this February after listening to one of your shows. I've been putting in 6000 a year and will have around $12,000 when my son needs it. I thought you said if needed, a Roth, although not ideal, can be used for college tuition with no penalties. My question is, is it fairly simple to withdraw this money? Can I take out however much I need at once? I know I can't take out the earnings. Yeah, so as long as you don't touch the earnings, you can pull money out of a Roth tax and penalty free. And so that is an alternative. The thing with your younger child, though, your state may have a deduction for putting money in a 529 college savings plan for the younger one. And that would be an immediate benefit to you when you file your state income tax. And then the 529 money when used for college is completely tax free for eligible expenses. Your 18-year-old's too close to school to even really think about that. With a 16-year-old, if you can get a couple of years of the state tax deduction, if Ohio has one, that would be a benefit to you. But being in the Fidelity GoFund, that's fine. Putting money in the Roth, I love that. Doing what about withdrawing from her Roth? Yeah. All right. So this is something that... I've talked about for a long time, Roth money is really designed for retirement. And I don't know what else you're doing for it, but it is a strategy that many people use for a way to help with the kids' college costs and be able to do so tax-free where you only take out the contributions, not the earnings. 
and Amy is determined to see that the kids don't have the college loan burden that she had. So, Amy, in this case, I love where your heart is at. I just want to make sure that by the time you retire, you do have money available for you and your husband to be able to retire at a time you'd both be happy with enough money that you can live on. Because you always say there are no scholarships no or scholarships loans for, for retirement. retirement. Okay, uh, this is from Sona. You've only heard me say that a million times, <laughs> right? Sona in Colorado. We have our cell service through Red Pocket. I use the T-Mobile network and my husband uses the AT&T network. Do we have the same benefits as other customers of T-Mobile and AT&T, such as robocall prevention or free streaming services? Also, do we have the same vulnerabilities, like having our SIMs hijacked? I love the podcast. You and Krista make a great team. Aww. I didn't mean to read that part, but I Why really not didn't. Read that? No, it's nice. I usually don't read those kind of things. Yeah. Someday you can just do the podcast without nope, me. Never. Why not? I have no, like not even a fingertip of the knowledge. That you is have. not true. It is. You're the genius. No way. Yeah. All right. First of all, being with Red Pocket shows you're a brilliant person because Red Pocket is an incredibly affordable cell phone choice that most people have not heard of. It's on our uh, cheap cell phone guide plans at Clark.com. And as you pointed out, you can choose network you're going to be on and your bills are quite low. And generally when you're with one of the deep discounters, you don't have some of the add-ons that you're used to, like you're not going to have the free streaming. Um, The robocall thing, Uh, There are a number of apps you can download now that will do that for you, depending if you're on iPhone or Android, that will provide you some of the protection from the junk phone calls that you have. Uh, For Android users, I like the really fancy voicemail that is available as a freemium business model. And the voicemail service is fantastic. It's called Umail. And Umail also has a feature that gets rid of a huge number of the junk phone calls, the robo phone calls that would come in otherwise. Um, There are so many people who pay way more than they should to have cell phone service with AT&T, T-Mobile, or Verizon who would do much better either with one of their in-house discount brands or with one of the discount third-party brands where you don't buy unlimited data. So many people don't need unlimited data. You're paying, it's like paying to have your own huge buffet just for yourself when all you're going to do is eat a snack. So look at how much data you're actually using right now, and you may find, like Sona, you may find that you're going to do much better off with one of the deep discounters that have teensy tiny cell phone bills per month. And I want to thank you for listening to this episode. Please remember, we got advice for you around the clock at Clark.com.